Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm David Osmond. And I'm Laura Murray. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. It's like we have virtual friends out there that we haven't met, but we consider you all friends. Yes, we can feel you. <laughs> yes, thank you for listening. Okay, I'm really excited for this podcast today. I got to sit down with Frankie and Jess. You know them as, I mean, basically legendary radio hosts. They have been yeah. in the business for so long. And they have launched their own podcast. Oh my gosh, cool. I am so excited, so excited. I don't know um, Frankie as well as Jess, but Jess is one of those people that just, when you're around her, you just feel good because she's one of those people that genuinely cares it's, about That's the best way people. to describe mm. her. She is so genuine. And she is just, being around her, you just feel really Good. And mm-hmm. those two together are It's just, a perfect pair yeah. because he's exactly the same yeah, way. They're yeah. just this dynamic duo. And finally, when I met Frankie and it was both of them together when they came in, I was like, these are two people who are genuine and just love others. Yes. Yeah. And they're so vulnerable and honest. And they're just so good behind a microphone of telling stories and connecting you to the audience. I, I got a chance to meet Frankie years ago as I grew up doing music. So we'd go on to the radio station and he was always that that top DJ guy. And he's always had the finger on the pulse of what was cool and so supportive yeah. of the things that we were doing, especially for the local community and, and our music scene and, and such a good friend. Then we see him out, out at, at uh, different public events or charity events. They're or, always out they're, about. They're always yeah. helping and socialize and, and uplift others. It's just, they're just great. They're awesome. I'm so excited for this podcast for them and, and what, what the next endeavor is. Yeah, yeah. I Jess and I became really good friends. We've had her on the podcast before. It was one of our yes. first. And so, it was uh, one of my favorite. She and I just clicked and uh, we've cried tears together. We just, we love each other so much. And this was the first time I actually got to meet Frankie. And he is so incredible. I just, I've admired him for so long. So yeah. it was really fun to meet him in person, just down to earth, cool. Yeah. Uh, they are a power duo, man. And uh-huh. they're, when their podcast released a few weeks ago, um, you could just see the love from people <laughs> in the community, how much they people really love them. Well, they do. On my Instagram, I would be getting on and going through stories, and I can't tell you how many stories I saw that were sharing their podcast with, you know, things like, they're back with the podcast. We love their podcast. We're so excited for the podcast. Like, they are truly loved, and for a good reason. Yeah. These personalities become such a part of our lives because you mm-hmm. tune in, you listen, you're on your drive time, you're getting to your work. They, you feel like they're right there with you experiencing mm-hmm. life. And so when when you have another avenue like this and they have, they have a meeting to be able to share more, this I'm so excited about what they're going to do for the future and, and what this podcast brings. So they're just getting started. They're just getting started. Go Frankie and Jess. Well, should we give it a listen? Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I have to say this is a little bit of a surreal moment. I'm here with like headphones and a microphone with Frankie and Jess, who I've listened to for years. Thank you both for being here. This is a really exciting moment for us and our listeners. Oh, we love you. We're excited to be here. This feels good. It does feel good. And thank you for having us. Of course. Okay, first of all, let's talk about your big announcement that you shared earlier this year. This is huge. So the big announcement, January 2nd, coming off the uh, off the holidays into the new year, is that we just released the Frankie and Jess podcast. Yes. Woo! 
Okay, this is so cool, you guys. What inspired you to start the podcast? (laughs) Well, getting laid off helped. (laughs) Fired. (laughs) Yeah, we love to go back and forth with this laid off, fired. It's like if I my thing is if you get laid off, there's a chance of coming back. Yeah. When you get walked out in like six minutes and it's just done after decades it's it's fired so okay, anyway so i kind of so, see your point so yeah so i think that's what's what inspired us to do this we we just kind of opted not to to go back into radio we had a couple of local offers because we didn't want to go anywhere yeah we love utah and we both were like we're not leaving so what is home yeah and we we kind of had talked about maybe doing a podcast years ago but of course we had the radio show and this was kind of the time we were like let's just take a chance on ourselves and believe you me, it, it was terrifying. Still oh, is yeah. oh, a little, yeah. little scary, but we just kind of decided to take the chance. The good scary. Yeah. The good scary. That's <laughs> yeah. right. When you know when you jump outside of that bubble, it mm. feels so good. But it is yeah. scary at first. And you two are just magic together. So I can see why you wanted to continue working together. How long have you both been in radio? Mm. Well, let's see. Almost to the day for me for like when I got fired. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was 33 years. In radio. Three years, Frankie. Crazy. Jess, what about you? Uh, I'm thinking because this goes pre-Utah. So probably I'd say over 25 years now. Over 25 years. What got you into radio? Were you always interested in it or how did you fall into it, Frankie? Uh, So I had always been interested in it. And I think it was my dad, my late father, who introduced me to some old time radio programs when I was about seven. And then I didn't know when I was like 14, that was the reason that I wanted to go into radio. So I went into a broadcasting school right out of high school in Detroit. And then that was the, but it took me into my thirties to figure out that my dad was the one that planted the seed with radio. Okay. And are you from, you're from Detroit? Yeah. Okay. And when did you move to Salt Lake? I moved here in September of 97 and then started at that radio station, October 6th of 1997. Okay. Like right away almost. Okay. Very cool. Jess, what about you? I always loved radio. My radio, my little boombox as a kid was my bestie. <laughs> yeah. So I had that little gray boombox, and I was obsessed with music and the DJs. And when I'd call and bug the crap out of the DJs, I'm like, "Can you play this song?" Obsessed with radio, <laughs> and I would make little tapes and had my own little radio station in my room. My sister was my co-host. She didn't love it as much. We would read <laughs> ads out of the Red Book magazine of my mom's, and those were our commercials. Loved radio from a small age. And so it is, I know for both of us, it's a dream come true. We're yeah. so grateful that we followed our heart. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't mean to cut you off. Was there something you were going to say? No, no. Like I moved here for for the job and it's like, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like we were just such fans of radio. Yeah. And it, so but the good thing is, you know, we opted not to go back into radio, but yeah. we, wa- we knew that we needed to stay in the audible space, you know, but, but it was questionable because how it happened with, with us getting let go or fired, um, <laughs> it just really took a toll on our confidence. So we were kind of like, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. You know, when we were kind of talking about doing the podcast, it it really was, but then we just knew like deep down inside. And then when we started doing them immediately after getting fired, uh, it felt like, okay, this is, yeah, absolutely what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, picking yeah. up the pieces. Yeah. You know, sure, sure. I can only imagine your fans and what they were thinking and going through because it's like family. You know, mm. you become one with all these people from Utah who are like, you know, look up to you. Um, when you announced the podcast, what have you been hearing from people? What's the, what's the reaction? Oh, it has been amazingly, beautifully overwhelming in the best way, in the best way. You know, the fans, friends, our Frankie and Jess family, 
they've just talked about our best friends are back. You know, our morning routine is back. We feel like our security blanket, they, they call us their minky blanket, was ripped away. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I mean, that's huge. We don't take that lightly. We don't take it for granted. And it feels so good to be back home with our family, our listener family. We just feel like we were on an island or we were grounded mm. in our rooms and now we get to break out. Yeah. Well, and it felt like a death yeah, to, to us because we, how it happened and we weren't allowed to to speak to listeners sure. for a, a while. Months wow. and months. And, and so we would we would see the, the messages on social media and, and we weren't allowed to say anything. Mm-hmm. So we maybe in some time, actually it took a while where we could even like something. I know. We just, it, so it was really traumatic in that sense. And, and we would hear that listeners said the same thing. It was like a death to them. So it was really kind of a weird time as we're getting ready for the, the podcast and we're recording, but we couldn't put anything out there and we couldn't right. communicate with listeners. So it was really, but it, but it did help us as we're putting those in the can, yeah. so to speak, you know, as we're, we're getting the episodes. So, so it was therapeutic to us as we're processing through it. But again, there was still that lack of connection. And then obviously January 2nd when we were able to put them out and then the reception has been just, I'm blown away. And I am, and I, am I, I am so grateful for our listeners, but yeah, it's, it's really surreal and it's just, it's what's kept us going and keeps us going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you're everywhere now. (laughs) Everybody is posting about it. Everybody is talking about it. So uh, it's it's really cool to see. I kind of knew that that's what would happen. But um, you both have such a beautiful friendship also between each other and with listeners. Like we just mentioned, how have you seen that continue from radio to the podcast and beyond? Oh, I think it's gotten so much better because we were under so much stress Mm. and we were so anxious and just kind of broken and just trying to get through each day. It was Basically, the past year and a half, two years of working in that industry, we were in survival mode. Now, looking Mm -hmm. back, just trying to get through each day and trying to pump each other up and be each other's cheerleader with nothing left in the tank. Mm. And so now it's like a whole new rebirth. And I he's always been one of my closest people in my life. You know, this he knows everything. But now it's even more rich and more rewarding. And he's my best friend. I mean, it's been amazing. You've gone through the trenches together, yeah. man. I mean, you really have. It's like you, you know, it's so good you guys had each other because you both knew what that felt like, what you were going through, that you could be there for each other. Yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy. I was thinking about this the other night, actually. It's funny you asked that question and how much stronger our connection has gotten. And it was really strong before. And think about like, yeah, I didn't even think of it that way, but what we were in for as long as we were in it, and it was really just... I mean, you know, when you're in a toxic situation, right? A lot of people with a toxic workplace and that sort of thing. And then you bring it home to your spouse, your oh, family. Yeah. Just kind of spreads. Yeah. True. And if, and essentially, I mean, she's my work spouse, right? Because we've been together for so long. So you have that on top of your, you know, your home family. And it's just, but yeah, we were, I didn't even think of it that way, but it, it has definitely gotten stronger. So we were, we were there kind of keeping each other afloat while it was happening. Mm-hmm. But it would weigh on the relationship then. When oh, you yeah. think about it, how yeah. could it not? Sure. But then as we're away from it and the dust settles and it's like, oh my gosh, we made it through this together. <laughs> and it has made us that much stronger and, and more, more connected, which I didn't think was possible. Same. Yeah. And it's been so much more fun. Yeah. We're having fun again. Yay. It's almost like when we first started <laughs> together and just yeah. goofy and lighter and just, it was like taking off a big, heavy coat. You know, it just didn't serve us anymore. It didn't fit and it just feels so much better how long did you host together before almost 18 years yeah just a long time you guys that's a really really long time okay and with the podcast what kinds of stories will you share what topics you talk about so we can listen 
So it's a show about nothing. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> people that's will still down. listen. Honestly, yeah. people will still listen. They love you. Well, and, and so what we have, and when we launched this, uh, we, like I said, started recording a month after getting fired from the job. So we have and had like 50 plus episodes in the time capsule. So that was like in real time. We would tell you the date and what we were feeling, the ups and the downs. So we kind of, you know, it was an emotional roller coaster, but oh, then yeah. we were just still checking in. So it's, it's still a life in a fishbowl kind of show. I think it's very relatable. We just talk about like, like the foot episode that <laughs> is in the time capsule where. Hey, people like feet. Yeah. There are some obsessions. J- just, I want to make some money. Oh my there gosh. Go. Yeah. It's not that kind of foot episode. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Right. But it my was bad. just, just in real stuff. And, and that I think is what has really connected us with our listeners over the years is just being real. So it's that type of a show. It's a, a life in a fishbowl kind of show. Sure. So many of our listeners, friends and family. I mean, all of us go through this interesting, weird experiment called life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's topics from the past weekend or we'll have listeners reach out on social media or email and they're like this happened to me did this happen to you or is that can anybody relate I mean we've had so many people reach out that were like I was laid off I was fired I was walked out Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I was in a toxic work environment I didn't realize how much you know my last job really affected me and jarred me and I need to seek therapy and I'm not okay so it's just been neat to have that community feel and sense and that's pretty much what our show is it's it's almost like the key to our diary we're Mm. very open and raw and real and vulnerable but also how are we all relating and bringing things to light that maybe people don't want to talk about but now they feel comfortable to right right I'm sure you've helped a lot of people who have been through a similar situation thinking I don't know what I'm going to do you know my life has been turned upside down and and turning it into this now so it's sure being so inspired um, and inspiring so many. Um, and you guys used to, how early would you get up? Because you're not taping early anymore, right? Oh, no yeah. way. <laughs> We're doing things our way. Yeah. So nice. So let's see, for 30 years, because uh, I started doing mornings in Jacksonville, the first morning show. So for 30 years, I, I, I've been getting up for, well, that was actually earlier, but anywhere from 2 to 3 a.m. Is Dang. when I would get up, yeah. That's Dang. disgusting. Just and just be up. ready to entertain. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. You were. Well, you, yeah, you were. Yeah, and no more mornings. I like that. Oh, it was awful. We hate to get up early now. Like yeah. 3.45, 4 o'clock is when I would get up, and that was Ooh. almost for 18 years. And it just takes a toll on your body. Carrie, you and I have talked about autoimmune stuff. Like, oh, yeah. that just made it even worse. I mean, when you're not getting rest and your body doesn't have time to clean the brain and shut down and fully reboot, it just stunk. Yeah. Well, I think it affects so much like the night before, right? Because like you're, I mean, at least when I I filled in before um, for morning live hits, I'm always thinking, okay, I got to fall asleep. I got to wind down. I, you know, and my, I have a daughter and you know, it's like, so I think it's like that night before. So it affects so much more than just waking up that early. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I'm trying to think how we connected because I've, we've always been friends kind of like on social, but then we eventually met, was it this podcast? That you've, because you've been on this. Yeah. So it was the podcast and then we've gone to lunch a few times. Mm. Yeah. We would see each other at like charity events and different social things. So yeah, we, yeah, we were just, we just became really good friends. (laughs) We connected on a lot of things. Oh, totally. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to do something fun now. We're going to have a, I found this list. So we'll chat about this. A list of things that Redditors secretly love, but they won't admit it. They don't want to say it out loud. So I'm going to read a couple of these and then we'll maybe get your opinion. Is there anything that you just love? But you're like, yeah, I don't want to admit that. Um, Somebody says uh, ironing clothes, a dozen of them. Can't explain how it relaxes me. I told one person and they looked at me like I'm crazy. Um, Somebody said uh, office supplies. 
I have a weird obsession and a special place in my heart for office supplies, <laughs> and I don't want to say it out loud. That's funny. Uh, somebody else said, I love Cats the Musical. I know all the lore. I know all the names of the cats. <laughs> That's not I love it. It's not me. Mus- musicals make me angry. Yeah, they do. They really do. Like, I don't know. Like, angry. That's okay. Yeah. We, that's okay. Uh, pimple popping videos. Oh. Somebody said they are my favorite. Oh, yeah. they, yours too? Or no, oh. someone in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I you I, secret. I, they'll come up on my feed and I'm like, yeah. oh, go, 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 yeah. go. Oh. I have to like, you know, go past Nasty. them because it just makes me kind of vomit. Um. <laughs> Let's see what else is. Is there anything that I can say on here? Right. <laughs> hey, it's a podcast. You do you. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, you saw bosses. Uh, <laughs> that's probably it okay. on this list. Is there anything that you, though, are like, you know what? I really love this, but I don't talk about it that much. Oh, well, gosh. with our show, see, that's the thing. We, again, we're almost like throwing up stuff like maybe that was too much but we do have we uh, this is a a topic we've done for years and that is something that you're you know it's the the guilty habit the guilty pleasure the guilty pleasure yeah that we all have that we don't want to admit so mine was is probably like the real housewives and it's and i (laughs) hey but no but he's the og he liked it he had liked it and admitted it before any other man on this earth but i was like why are you admitting that and that was with what jersey and new york oh it was oc is the og yeah and that's what i was gonna say what was the first one was oc oc yeah i mean i think that's what i read Totally. Yeah. That's what he just, he was Googling it. He just read that. Yeah. Um, I remember watching the first one I watched was Atlanta. Oh yeah. And then I followed Kim after that and on her show, don't be tardy or whatever her show was. So I loved her. And then Salt Lake has just blown up. Okay. That's crazy. The only one I've ever watched in the whole franchise obsessed. It's so good. We're tight with Whitney. We love Mm -hmm. her. We'll be on her podcast. She's going to be on. She's been on this one too. We love love her. We love her. We've met Heather. I've met Lisa Barlow at an event. Oh, I think it was that Utah Foster Care Night. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, they're great girls. This last episode, or actually, I think it would be a few weeks ago now, because now they're just finishing up the reunion. Yeah. My mouth was on the floor. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh my gosh. Don't give it away. I haven't. I'm Dude, not caught up okay. yet. Oh, you up. haven't seen uh-uh. it. Not okay. The, one of okay. the best reality TV episodes in my entire life. Really? I was. Blown I just got away. the chills, and everybody is saying that <sighs> throughout all the, you know. All of the different it's dirty uh, franchises, people are saying that this is like, oh, wow. yeah. like didn't see oh. it coming. Ooh. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, actually, with Angie K, I used to work for her oh, at Lunatic Fringe. No way. And yeah. so we've been trying to get her on the podcast. So, Angie, if you're listening, oh, okay. the invite's still open. We're friends with her sister in law. <laughs> so, I'll make a call to Kristen, but also Frankie's got a connection too. Yeah. So, it's Small Lake City, right? We always say Small Lake. Yes. So, my wife, Tammy, actually dated Sean back in high school. Oh, yeah. how funny. Isn't it great? Okay. Crazy. Yeah. They, he's a great guy. Yeah. He and Angie um, were so amazing to work for. They were so inspiring. Um, their salon is is doing amazing. Lunatic Fringe. Uh, oh, so it's, it's so popular. It's really fun to see her. And she, I, I know, brought a lot of flavor to this season. Oh yeah. So when my wife Tammy's hairstylist is Humi, who works for Lunatic yes, Fringe and yes. does Lisa Barlow's hair, oh, so okay. Small Lake hey. City at its yeah. finest. Yep. We just need to go in there and sit and wait I for know, people. Right? Totally. We'll just wait for people to come in because that would be uh, that would funny. be pretty cool. Okay, Jess, what about you? Is there anything that you're like, mm, I really love this, but I don't want to say it. Okay, so it's kind of weird because I'm gonna go the weird route because it's fun. Do it. Uh, I like to peel sunburn skin. Okay. Like okay. <laughs> Growing up in Phoenix, I get burned just. To so you and it's Kevin so compliment each other. He He's got the pimple popping thing. You got the skin picking thing. You got thing. each other's backs covered. Yeah, you guys are. 
Literally. You guys were made for each yeah. other. That's I can great. see. I can Aww. see that though. I used to. You know, you just peel it off. It is kind of satisfying. Uh. I, yeah, I can like, see that. We would put the Elmer's glue and then peel it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where it started. Yes, mm-hmm. it goes mm-hmm. back to the office supplies. Uh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I like Nickelback. <gasps> I do too. I, I, I used too. to work I out. Too. I I would like get all pumped up in my twenties when I'd be working out in the gym, and I would listen. To Nickelback was like my oh, jam. Yeah. Oh, Look at this photograph. <laughs> yes. What the heck is on Joey's head? I kept it clean. We love it. Thank you. <laughs> I really I really like them. Okay, that was fun. Um, okay, we mentioned celebrities a little bit, seeing Angie K and seeing other people. Um, you both have met a lot of celebrities during your career. Is there, I wish we could talk about all of the encounters, but is there one that was super memorable or impactful to you in your life? Is there one that kind of stands out to you? I think mine is just more of a childhood crush, so that's why. And he <laughs> smelled so good and he looked so good. Ooh. Nick Lachey. I remember Dude, that. Dude, what's left of me, 98 degrees, forever. I wanted to marry him. He married the wrong Jessica the first time. That's why they got divorced. <gasps> the wrong Jessica. Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and he was really nice when oh, we met him. Such a nice, He's a just really good cool Midwestern dude. guy. Yeah. You know, just a, a real man's man. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss the boy band era. I was I a know. big fan of, like, the, you know, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. That was, like, my time, I feel like. You're I miss back. the boy bands. Yeah. We're back, baby. Back, come back. Yes. Yes. Okay. Nick Lachey. That's a good one. Uh, mine would be probably in 95 when I was in Jacksonville and I'm a huge fan of music, especially rock music. Uh, I was a huge fan and still am a fan of Van Halen, but Eddie Van Halen. So I had a chance oh. to meet Van Halen backstage and that was the Sammy days. But still for me, that was to meet Sammy and all the guys from Van Halen. It was a quick meet and greet. It was one of those where you kind of get in, you get a picture but it's still like, and I met him another time after that with Gary Sharon, who used to sing for Extreme when he was singing for Van Halen Extreme, for five minutes. Oh my gosh. Do you yeah. remember those guys? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So I met him again, uh, and he was, I mean, he's quiet. Eddie, Eddie Van Halen, he didn't say a whole lot, but, and I didn't say a whole lot because I was literally starstruck. But that was for me just to grow up with that band and just respect his guitar playing. And he's mm-hmm. since passed away, but it was, uh, it was pretty memorable those two times meeting him. Yeah. That's, that's cool. really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's so much more impactful too, when they're actually nice yeah. too, you know, when you yeah. meet someone, totally. you're like, I don't know how this is going to ruin it for me. Right. You know? So it's nice to know that there are nice celebrities <laughs> out there. Um, speaking of celebrities, Taylor Swift. I found this article. I was laughing so hard yesterday. So there's a husband that makes his wife pay into the Taylor Swift swear jar whenever he mentions the star's name. And so we're seeing her everywhere, right, with the Chiefs and just everywhere. You you can't you can't get away from Taylor Swift. What do you? How do you guys feel? Is is she overrated? Is she underrated? Do we love? <laughs> I know her? where Jess is going with this one. <laughs> have, have you met her? Has she been on? Mm-mm. Okay. No, she doesn't really come to Utah, which is so bizarre. She came. Once and snubbed us. Yeah, she didn't give us love on social. No, remember? and never oh. came. It's like back. it never happened. Oh. It's so bizarre, and she has so many Swifties in this town. So yeah. many kids and girls that grow up loving so her many. and wanting to, you know, go to her shows and wear her apparel. I'm like, why does she snub Utah? It's so weird. I love her. I think she deserves every bit of success. She works her butt off. She definitely has a presence. She definitely commands a stage of millions. And she started as this little teenager or preteen yeah, with a guitar. Yeah. You know, and just she's worked for everything she's earned, and I think it's awesome. And she started in, was it country? Yeah. yeah. Tim yeah. McGraw was her first song, remember? That's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. She was like yeah. 15 years old and or something. And she was young. And yeah. she wasn't that good of a singer. She was okay. Yeah. Obviously enough to get a start, but man, she's just been so good about working her craft, and she is a superstar. Okay. Okay. She's an amazing artist, no question. I think one of the best of all time as far as her writing skills, musically and lyrically. 
But I'm kind of over that. <laughs> I'm kind of with you. Really? Yeah, yeah, I am. I have to say, okay, so it's interesting because um, I was over at my dad's house the other day. My dad is like, we grew up on the Beatles and he's he's very into like songwriting. And nice. um, he had a friend that said to him, you need to listen to Taylor Swift. And this is my dad. And my dad went, what? Like, I've <laughs> n- I haven't even like really thought about that. Um, and so he showed him some songs from Taylor Swift. And my dad um, just said that her her writing yeah. is has to go down in history as one of mm-hmm. the best uh, writers. She's incredible. Uh, so I don't know that side of it. I, I'm only familiar from what I hear kind of on the radio and things. And so I, to me, it's overrated. But I know that there are so many people that love her that you see out there. Right. So there must be something there. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a chance one day. I don't know. Well, and Bruce Springsteen said the same thing. It was his daughter, who I think she's in her 20s, said, you have to listen to. And it was the, he said the same thing about her songwriting. And he's an amazing songwriter. Totally. He said she is incredible. So she truly is. I mean, if you like even that first song that Tim oh, McGraw, yeah. you're like, wow, what yeah. a well-written song for a teenager. True. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And she was. Yeah. She was really young to do all that. So, OK. OK. That was fun. Um is there anything you want? So we're, before we get to the fresh five, uh, which is a fun little game we like to play with you guys, is there anything you want to say to your listeners, to your fans about, um, you know, just a message of like supporting you through all of this and coming into the new like podcast world with you? Uh, I, you and I talk about this, Frankie, a lot. The thank you doesn't even cover it. It mm-hmm. feels like thank you's not even good enough and it doesn't even come close. We are just so blown away by the love and the support and the prayers and the messages. And that's, what's kept us going. I mean, that's what has kept us going and picking ourselves off the floor. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I don't even know. It, make, it makes it hard us to put speechless. it into words. Yeah. yeah. It's kept us alive. And I know that sounds extreme, but it's true. Mm. I mean, alive inside and out, just knowing that, cause again, those connections that we built over the years and then they were just gone and we knew that we we were hoping that we w- would, you know, go the route that we went. But again, there was that little, little ton- yeah. that window there that we were just question questioning ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. is this really what we're supposed to be doing? Maybe we do stink, mm. you know, the way it happened. And so, yeah, it's, it, we can't even put it into words how much we appreciate you guys and just uh, the support and, and the love and the connection that we have. It's so special, too, because even when we <laughs> launched <laughs> a little over a month ago, the messages that came through that, you know, I listened to you guys when I was a kid in the car on my way to school with my parents. And now I listen with my kids and, Mm. you know, the people that are grandparents. And now my grandkids are in the car because that's the show that my kids grew up with. And I love that we're generational. And it's true. Towards the end, it was kind of, we felt like we were broken Mm -hmm. and it didn't work anymore. And it was time to hang it up. But that's not true. We're generational. Our show will live on. And think about we're nowhere near this, but I mean, think about like you just said, the Beatles or you two or special li- Van Halen. When you have that love in your heart for a show or a certain person or whatever it is, it just doesn't go away. Right. It's, it's in your heart. Yeah. And we, are, we don't take it for granted that we're in your ear and in your heart. That's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's just magic. Yeah. Well, I can see why you have so much support. You're both stars and you're both, you're both very kind people. So, you know, I think that reads and through radio and people would be driving to work, maybe not wanting to head into work, you know, a certain day, having a bad day and you make them smile, Mm. you make them laugh, you know, and turn their day around and, and affect them and their lives in so many other ways. So I can see why you have so much support. We love you guys. We're so excited for you to listen to the podcast. Where do we go? So you want to go to our website, listen to frankieandjess.com, uh, or if you're on Apple or Spotify, but th- 
just to, to make sure that you find it, go to listen to frankieandjess.com. We've got the links there for the Apple and Spotify links to Perfect. get directly to our. And then it should be, if it's not already, on every platform. But those are the two big ones. And then it'll kind of shoot out to all the platforms. So website first. That yeah, so I would it. say. Or, you know, some people are able to find us on Apple and Spotify. But just to make sure that you find us directly, just go to the website. Okay. Okay, perfect. Okay, are we ready to uh, okay. do this fresh fight? Yes. Okay, let's do it. I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> first one. What is your go-to snack at the movies? Oh. Hmm. You're in the theater. You're craving something. Or milk maybe duds. You, milk, okay. milk duds. Milk duds. Yeah. All right. Junior mints. Nice. I'm a junior about, mint, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm a junior you. mint, too. Yeah, and I have to have popcorn. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, the soda always sounds so good when they have it on the commercial with, like, yeah. the bubbles. And the, oh, so does, usually the we'll, I like, get all of it. <laughs> just the ice. That's what it is. Uh, favorite TV series. Do you have one? Is there one that you love? Mm. Maybe not a favorite, but it's, like, up there. There's maybe a few favorites, but is there one that you love or you're binging right now? Okay, mine's a split. Obviously, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So I watch that on my own. My husband pretends he's not into it, but whatever. He's like, yeah, I'll just sit down there with you in the basement. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I'm not paying <laughs> attention. Right. right. But as right. a family, we've always watched The Challenge on MTV, VH1. Okay. How they get together, you know, road rules, real world. I remember those. Oh, we love yeah. them. And they still have them. And so now our son, who's 16, sits down with us. So that's our family show. So I'd say my own personal, you know, binge would be Housewives of Salt Lake. And then the family shows the challenge. The challenge. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. It's I fun. used to love those ones. So, of course, I love The Housewives. But if we're thinking about some, like, shows that are just, you talk about, like, in your, your heart because you're just, like, just enamored by them. Probably Ozark on oh, Netflix. that one was right? so good. I mean, a dark show, obviously, but yeah. such a good show. Like, The Breaking Bads, like, that show f- for me, I've watched that thing probably three times so over good. the years yeah so good uh, but as far as the go-to's right now stuff that you put on that's in the background and we've got a seven-year-old so he loves he loves comedy so just like the classic Seinfeld or King of Queens you know that kind of stuff sure we we love that my yeah. husband's a big Seinfeld fan nice. he's yeah. probably nice. seen every episode a hundred times oh, yeah. so he's that's always funny. saying lines and things yeah. and I'm like Seinfeld he's like yep <laughs> <laughs> he loves that that's too funny. okay what about you Carrie? he loves it um I love probably I would say Sopranos Oh, I yeah. think would Us be my too. favorite, like, yeah. you know, of all time. That was one. just such a great, great oh, yeah. show. Ozark is up there, too. That's good, right? That's a, that's a really good one. Um, would you stay overnight in a haunted house for $1,000? Oh, no. Uh-uh. No way. I'd do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, $1,000. He's, he's lived in houses like that. Yeah, I actually did. <laughs> Have I, you? Oh, yeah. Oh, the my house that it, with my ex-wife when we moved here, you know, back in 97. So it was uh, before we bought our first house. We lived in a, it was a cool little house. It was in South Salt Lake, but it was full on haunted. Dang. This, I'm not, I can, we don't have enough time to tell some of the stories. <laughs> we'll do that on the next one because yeah. I want to know. But it involved the cops, about 20 police officers when I called the police and it was something that I heard in the crawl space. I'll just tell you that. When they looked into the crawl space, I thought there was an entrance from the outside of the house into the crawl space. There wasn't. <gasps> the only entrance was from the inside. There were boxes on this door. I know. Sorry, you just got chills. <laughs> no, it's, it's creepy. It is I creepy. smelled cigarette smoke coming from, I heard noises, our our family cat heard noises coming from the crawl space underneath this house. And then I got from uh, like the neighbor that said to me the next day, cause I said, sorry about all the cops last night. And he's like, I didn't see him. His dad was like a, a, a detective with that police agency years ago. And he said he always suspected the, Oh gosh, I, I told this on the air, didn't oh I? I, I, gosh, I? This is crazy. He sus- always suspected the, it was like the husband of the homeowner 
did away with the friend and buried him in the crawl space. Oh. And I smelled cigarette smoke and heard noises underneath. And, and so did, it was crazy. Anyway, I know what I smell. I mean, look at my nose. I believe this it. This is like can Sam right here. Yeah, I smell cigarette smoke. Smells. And I don't smoke, so it's like I knew I smelled cigarette smoke. I believe in that stuff. I yeah. really do. It oh, was, you know? It was, it, we couldn't get out of the house fast enough. It was a great house, but we couldn't get out of it fast enough. Oh, it you're like, creepy. bye. Yep. Yeah, oh my not goodness. an angel in the, in the crawl so space. So yeah, Frankie's been there, done that. Right? He doesn't need 1K to do that Uh okay um favorite concert this is probably going to be hard because i'm sure you have a bunch but is there one that stood out to you that is in your mind like a good memory there's a lot of those i know this is gonna be hard probably more recent matchbox 20 because that just took me back to college and he rob thomas is still so good he sounds good he looks good i was like oh it was still doing his thing and i and i did it's one of those where you will take pictures at the concert take videos but do you ever really go back and look at the videos that concert i did really laying in bed that night i was doing it and then well that sounds dirty (laughs) (laughs) and your kevin's like what are you doing with your phone are you calling what are you watching i gotta look at this video real quick pause Still go back and I'll watch his episode. Now, now I'm all flustered. Yeah, no, yeah. What are you? Pretty what bad. episodes are we talking about? <laughs> watch oh, I love from you. The concert. It was so good. That's it was awesome. so so good. Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But that was a good one. I would have to say every Rush show that I've been to. Oh, yeah. uh, but if we're gonna say like one concert that that sticks out, it was Monsters of Rock in Detroit at the Pontiac Silverdome in Ooh. 1988. 1988. Still that one, huh? Yeah. Wow. Metallica. This is who was on the bills. Nine hours of rock where the Lions, Detroit Lions, used to play at the Pontiac Silverdome. So Metallica, Kingdom Come, which was a, like a Led Zeppelin ripoff uh-huh. band from the 80s. Dokken, The Scorpions, and Van Halen. Dang. Wow. That That's was, a good show. It was an amazing. I was like 17, 16, 17. It was just, and it's all with a buddy of mine, childhood friend. It was awesome. Wow. Cool. That would be memorable. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Okay, okay. You now you got to go. Yeah, what about you? Ooh. Mm. Probably Prince. I got to see Prince. I was 15. It was 1995. Was it at the E Center? Yes. Okay. I remember that show. I was there too. And, uh, oh, wait. Did you say 95? Yeah. Oh, I was here in 97. So it wasn't that show. 95, but I think it was, what is it, Maverick Center now? Yeah. It was E Center, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just remember thinking, I've just loved him ever since I was a kid. And so I remember just thinking, you know, what a legend I'm seeing. Even at 15 years old, I knew like what a magical experience it was. So, so Prince for sure. Um, Last one. What is making you smile in life right now? Mm. Oh, I love that. That's a lot. That's a big yeah, list. Yeah, it is. Uh, our new podcast, our families. Gosh, I think that's that pretty much sums it up because our Frankie and Jess listeners are our family. So I would just say our podcast and our family. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny because looking back at when this all happened and just when it felt like life was kind of imploding or crumbling down, it's all about the lens and how you look at things and your, your perspective on the silver linings. And it was our, what we were going to do, our relationship, Jess mm-hmm. and I, and then your family. And, you know, we've got a little boy and it's just like, you, you just get to really focus on what's in front of you, yeah. you know, like, and stop worrying about all this stuff in the future. It's like, you got to look at what's right there in front of you now. And that's the stuff that truly makes you happy. And you, and you're blessed to have that. Mm. It's true. It's all how you look at things, you know. Mm. The and it's lens. easier said than done, but it's yeah. sure. when we get our heads in the future, that's when we get anxious. Ooh, that's boy. when we start freaking out. And it's yeah. only today's promised. And Carrie, you and I talk about this a lot with the passing of your mother. Only yeah. today mm. is promised. And true. we just have to, like Frankie said, be aware and be present in today. And it's so much easier said than done. But 
I think if we all make that more of a New Year's resolution, if you will, I know it's February, but just to be present, and a lot of us are on our phones, just put the phone upside down, put it in another Mm -hmm. room, and just be. It takes a lot of the anxiousness away. And you notice the difference, you know, when you do that. Yeah, yeah. and live that life, because you just never know how much is guaranteed. So live live that life, and listen to their podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Because that's going to bring you a lot of joy. Okay, one more time, where can we listen to you guys? So go to uh, listen to com, and you'll see the Apple and Spotify links right there, or just search for us on Apple or Spotify. Okay. Thanks, Amazing. Babe. Congrats on the podcast. Thank you. We love you. Thank you so love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Thank and you. thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.